0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: It's one hundred and four on a Monday. Midday with Jamie and Wicket. Uh, coming up an hour from right now, we will check in with Dana and Parks. Also, we'll give you that next keyword to cash just before 2 o'clock. A chance to win $1,000. We got into this conversation back in the 10 o'clock hour, and it's uh, an interesting editorial out of the KC Star.
3: It is. And the headline on this today is Kansas City government cannot keep bailing out the American Jazz Museum. So here's what they say. Uh, they did their big festival back in May, and you told me it goes four days and tickets are 50 bucks. What good?
2: But yeah, it's 50 bucks.
3: Okay, so... 50 bucks a
2: day or 150 for the four days.
3: So it turns out that the Jazz Museum still owes at least $150,000 to vendors for that festival. Uh, Also, what the stars learned is that there are several uh, international stars that have had checks for their performances bounce. Uh, In fact, nearly a dozen musicians, their checks for being paid uh, have bounced. So. As a result of that, the museum has increased its line of credit from 100000 to $300,000. Uh, museum officials have not said how much was borrowed and would not talk to the star for an interview. But the museum's executive director, Cheptu Kazatani Buckner, put out a statement in which she said... The museum was too ambitious in forecasting our estimated ticket sales for the festival and weekend storms further depressed the ticket and vendor sales. She says the board has a plan in place to eliminate the deficit from the festival that includes getting sponsor money and reducing expenses. The star adds, the city has been forced to advance the museum $117,000 of its half-million-dollar annual appropriation to cover festival expenses. That is money the museum will need to make up as the year progresses and could mean layoffs and operational setbacks. So. The star makes a few assertions. Uh, It says the museum must turn to private individuals to make up up the operational shortfall. Yeah, they admit that, that they're going to have to do some of that. And the star says the city should have no further financial involvement. They must repay the line of credit the museum should, and do everything in their power to raise enough money to keep the museum and its adjoining club, the Blue Room, fully operational without layoffs. They also say next spring, the city council should look at how well the board and the executive director performed right now, and if the financial crunch is not fixed and if the museum's operations deteriorate, then they should look for new leadership. So in other words, their executive director should go. Also, they say future city-sponsored jazz festivals should be placed on hold until the current crisis is resolved.
2: Five seven six seven seven nine eight. This brought up a lot of different angles to 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 attack this from, and we'd like to know from you. First and foremost, how important is the American Jazz Museum to Kansas City? Like, is is it something that, as the simple question is, should the Kansas City government keep bailing it out?
3: Yeah, is it important enough to the city that the city, if it comes to this, should just put money into it anyway? You know, mm-hmm. even if the city loses its money, even if it's not profitable. Is it worth it enough? Or is it a part of our fabric enough that this is something we need to have? I got a couple other questions as as we talk about this. 22980 or 576-7798. Did you go to the jazz festival? If you didn't, what kept you from going? Because part of the question that came up earlier in the show was whether Kansas City is still a jazz town.
2: Interesting. And
3: can we draw the people needed for that festival to be profitable? Is it all the rain's fault? I think is what I'm getting at. Is it really just the, the storms that were the problem?
2: Five seven six seven seven nine eight. Because you and I both, during uh, the conversation, looked at each other in the 10 o'clock hour and we said, I don't know anyone who likes jazz. I don't either. I mean, maybe you appreciate jazz. Maybe you have listened to it a little bit. But I know plenty of country music fans. I know plenty of rock fans. I know plenty of hip-hop fans Mm -hmm. i know plenty of electronic fans i know plenty of all different genres of music i don't know any jazz fans and i'm not saying there are none that is not what i'm saying correct because the city has lots of them but did they overshoot the 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 jazz festival is it not as big right now as a four-day festival needs to be
3: and with that are we not known for being a jazz town anymore? Once upon Ooh. a time, you could say we were. And if we're not being known as a jazz town, well, that's a marketing problem. And and if, if we are the jazz town that we always were, well, you can fix marketing. You know, you can do that. I'm wondering, though, if we don't have it to market. You know, if we're not the jazz town that we used to be. Well, and that is why the festival's not doing as well.
2: I don't think jazz is as popular as it As it was. I mean, that's, to me, fairly obvious. I mean, rarely do you turn on the TV and Mm -hmm. and turn on the radio and hear hear jazz. I don't know who a hot jazz artist is right now. No. I mean, I know who some of the big names in country music are. I'm not a country music fan. Right. And hip-hop and all these other genres.
3: And you work in radio. Right. (laughs) I mean, you're pretty connected musically around here, even being on a talk station. So... Somebody earlier compared it to Union Station, the fact that we subsidize Union Station, even though that perhaps wasn't making money and that that was worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, And let's not be afraid to get into the neighborhood here. Let's not be afraid to say what a lot of you are thinking, which is it's the neighborhood there, whether it's accurate or not. But the perception is that the area of 18th and Vine is not safe for some people. And now, why would
2: you go to a music festival there?
3: Right. A lot of you argued with us about that earlier. That's cool. Tell us you live there and tell us what we're missing. But what many of you are telling us is that if the festival were to move somewhere else, then you'd go. But with it being there, you don't want to go. With the neighborhood issue, let's remember that the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum is really successful. And their director there is awesome. And we've had him in on the air. And he does a great job over there. The neighborhood doesn't, people, doesn't keep people from going there. So, what is it about this
2: i I don't know. um how, By the way, let me ask you this: The jazz festival how How new is this thing?
3: Great question. I mean how we'll find that out
2: If anybody knows like is this the first year
3: i don't that think they did so.
2: a, I would bet not, but I don't know and that that's something if anybody knows how longs the jazz festival going been going on at eighteenth and vine. Mm-hmm. How long has this been going on? Because if it's one of the if it's the first year, which I'd be hard pressed to believe, but whatever, to come out of the gate with four days of music is really putting the cart before the horse here. Mm-hmm. It's it's really thinking you're a lot bigger than you actually are. I've been to festivals that started out as two-day festivals, became three-day festivals, became four-day festivals. That's how you have to build it. You can't come out here and expect people to spend fifty dollars a day, four days a week or four days in a weekend, or buy the pass, or whatever, and then buy food, and then buy drinks. I, I For for an industry, honestly, that is not growing. Jazz right. is not growing
3: from my my point of view. Here's a few texts, and we'll get to break here, and we'll get to yeah. your call. Somebody said, I have lived in Kansas City my entire life. This is the first time I have heard of the Jazz Festival. See? Somebody else said, uh, back in the day, jazz was great, but it's going out. Somebody else said the jazz festival is not just jazz music; it's mostly R and B artists. This texter said the website was confusing. I couldn't determine where my seat was, and the weekend packages were not clear. Okay. Somebody else said uh, the festival had two stages: one that was free, one that charged admission. That was dumb. Of course, everyone went to the free stage. (sighs) Yeah. Why are the costs for it too high?
2: Fifty bucks a day is a lot. Is
3: could you reduce that? You know, cut back on it, contain it to one day, charge. 30 bucks and reduce your costs. I I, I don't know, but I don't think it's the rain. I I just don't think the rain's what did it based on what you all are telling us.
2: Look at Rockfest. Rockfest, incredibly popular Mm -hmm. every year. And they just did it at, at the Speedway. They moved it out of a place where it was. Yeah, it was okay when it was at the Memorial, but it's, it was awesome at, at, uh, at, at the Casey Speedway. Or Kansas Speedway, excuse me.
3: All right. Anybody gone to Jazz in the Woods at Corporate Woods? Somebody's asking, Corporate Woods has Jazz in the Woods. Is attendance for that better?
2: We'll get to everybody that's on hold. Jim and Rianne and Jim and two Jims. And we'll get to Kelly. We want to hear from you. 576-7798. Seven, 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 is Kansas City still a jazz town? Should the city still be backing and financing and bailing out the American Jazz Museum? And is jazz something you can do for four days on that scale? Midday with Jamie and Wickett. Your calls and answers to those questions and more next at 981 KMBZ. 981 KMBZ. Midday with Jamie and Wickett. Jamie Monticelli, Mike Wickett. Don't forget, we're on Twitter at KMBZ Radio. You can follow Jamie at Jamie KMBZ, J A Y M E KMBZ. And I'm at Mike Wickett, two T's in Wicket. talking about uh, a story out of the Kansas City Star. And we're asking you kind of a bigger It's a it's a broad topic to bring up, and it's about the Kansas City Jazz Festival, the American Jazz Museum. The bailout the city keeps, you know, every single year bailing out the amount of money they're putting in to the Jazz Museum. And also, a bigger question, is Kansas City a jazz town still?
3: Right. And if it's not, then do we need to accept that and move on and put our money elsewhere? I'm not saying the museum should close. Neither is the star, by the way. But it's just a bigger question of there is a limited pool of dollars, and the Jazz Museum gets a half million dollars a year. And so one of the things the city could say to it is you need to be self-sustaining. Yeah, You need to raise yeah. your own money to stay open. If we're not a jazz town, maybe we let it go. If we are still a jazz town, then why didn't this festival have better attendance? I don't think it's all the rain, and especially because a lot of you are texting in with your stories. Somebody said, I went last year, and I was not impressed. It costs too much. There's not enough going on uh, to want to do it for more than a day. Did you tell me this goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, plus a brunch on Monday?
2: Yes, it does. 50 Which, bucks a day. You
3: don't have to, it's 50 bucks per day?
2: Yeah, you can get the, th- uh, the four-day pass for 150.
3: All right, so some things in the city are, are just worth the city investing in. And museums are, because there's an education component to that, that sometimes the city just needs to eat that cost. Is this worth the half million a year that the city is putting into it? Um, again, the star is suggesting that... Uh, the museum needs to take a pretty close look at its finances and needs to get out of this crisis. And if they don't, then either the city or also the city needs to stop having a city-sponsored jazz festival, and maybe the leader of the museum needs to go. I'm wondering about that half million a year. I'm wondering how many
2: jazz fans are out there.
3: Yeah. Text us 22980 or give us a call. Um, did you go to the festival? Have you gone? Do you know it's there? And are we still a jazz town?
2: Let's go to Jim and Waldo first up on one KMBZ. Hey, Jim, are you a jazz fan?
4: Hi, Jamie Wickett. Uh A little bit. Sure, I, I listen to it. I kind of like contemporary jazz.
2: Would you go to a festival?
4: Uh, I wouldn't mind going to a New Orleans jazz festival, to be honest with you. I heard that's pretty good. But, All right. All um, right. I Just in general, I, I, I think the city of Kansas City, Missouri, needs to come down on its prices on everything. Well, I mean, water's too high. It's $895 for an ambulance ride to the hospital. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just don't think it's that. It's not that high profile of a city. To me, I mean, that's like San Diego or San Francisco prices for Kansas City. Well, what does that have to do with a jazz festival? Well, I mean, when, if, if, if they think a ambulance ride to you know five miles to the hospital is worth nine hundred dollars, I can see why they would think that it's worth uh, you know two hundred dollars to go to a jazz festival every day outdoors in the sweltering heat, you know. But I, but I don't think that I, I don't you know that's what I'm saying I right. I, th- I think they think that but I think they're they're just high on their prices they need to come down on everything.
2: All right. Hey, thanks for the phone call, man. Appreciate it.
4: I mean, I
2: I heard a lot about Kansas City when I moved here, and one of the things I heard was this is such a jazz rich town.
3: Did you did you hear that before you came here? I
2: did. I don't see it.
3: Okay, Travis. To how- compare
2: to what Jim said about New Orleans, I've been to the Jazz Festival there. There's two. There's two weekends you can go to. You know, if weekend one or weekend two. Huge. Uh, and it's they're both three days: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can you pay a uh, hundred dollars or a hundred and ten dollars, sorry, and that's for the whole weekend. So hearing that fifty for each day is kind of crazy to me.
3: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But
2: I've been in Kansas City since 2009, and I've never even heard of a jazz festival. All
3: right. See, and
2: I didn't even know Kansas was a jazz state.
3: So is that a marketing fail or do we not have the jazz scene that we want to think we have?
2: Is Um, it it just
3: faded from the city?
2: I mean, there's places to go. You can go to Phoenix. I mean, I've, you know, I've gone to different restaurants and bars and it's been jazz there and it's, it's, it's cool and relaxing, but. I don't know if there's a clamoring audience. Maybe I'm wrong. By the way, the Jazz Fest in Chicago, four days. Jazz mm-hmm. Fest in Detroit, four days. Right. And and they're successful.
3: Um, a couple of people on the text line have said the same thing we said, which has been that, is it just a generational thing? You know, is it that that generation that listened a lot to jazz has not passed that love on to the younger generations? So you're losing some of your audience.
2: Could be. It definitely is a possibility. Like I, I get, like I said, I'm 36. I don't know a jazz fan mm-hmm. unless somebody says out of the blue, "Hey, let's go to the Phoenix and get mimosas and brunch." Right. And, and they'll have a, a, a little jazz band playing mm-hmm. there in the morning. I mean, that's about the extent yeah. of it. Uh, let's go to Rianne in KC. You're on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi, Rianne.
0: Hi. What's hey. up? All right. Well, let me just start out by saying that you might be 36 and you're not a jazz fan, but I am 25 years old and I'm still a student and I am a jazz fan. Okay. And I recently just took the evolution of jazz. And for my final, I took it upon myself, I wanted to go to the Kansas City Jazz Museum because I've heard so much about, you know, how Kansas City really is a hub. And while reading my textbooks, you know, uh, jazz was broken down into three different areas. New Orleans, Kansas City, and New York. And in Kansas City, a lot of the big names and brands would pull other other musicians here in Kansas City and have them join their bigger bands and take them to New York and then eventually travel internationally like Duke Ellington did with a few of his trumpet players. So Kansas City is... Still very much. Is it still or
3: was it? What you're telling me is the history of the jazz scene, which I fully, for sure, I think we all know that. I think there's history here of Kansas City being a jazz scene. I think what we're wondering is has some of that tapered off?
0: I think, I mean, like any sort of fad or trend, it's going to, you know, slowly fizzle its way out. But I believe that more of the younger generation is starting to go back to it because of the of the way music is today, jazz is going to always be timeless. And there are so many students at UMKC who are in jazz collaborating collaborative bands that are playing at the Phoenix, the Green Lady, you know, the Blue Note, uh the Blue Room and everywhere else. I think as far as funding, I do think somebody needs to reevaluate how they are spending the money at the Kansas City Jazz Museum because Going in there I ha- you know, I was really excited and thrilled and going in there I left disappointed because it looked as if the museum itself was getting no funding at mm-hmm. all. That certain things were not working. However, I must say that when I was there at the Blue Room, you had you had middle school age students who are a part of a jazz band who were jamming and collaborating with other musicians who love jazz. And we're meeting strangers and asking each other on stage, you know, do you know this song or do you know that song? And one by one, they would take improvisational solos. And so watching older generations start to mingle in with the younger generation who really are relying on us to give them that experience was amazing to see.
2: Arian, real quick, did you go to the Jazz Fest this year?
0: I did not go to the Jazz Fest.
2: All right. I well. heard of the jazz. He, why not? Why why didn't you go?
0: I was actually out of town. Hey, okay. Did you go last year? I did not go last year. All
2: right. Yeah, thank you for the phone call. I, I see and, I, and and I mean that's <laughs> and, and, and Rihanna sounds incredibly educated on the yes. jazz history of Kansas City.
3: But I think that's what uh, it is. Why
2: didn't you go?
3: I think there I think she is showing what we believe to be true, which is there is a great appreciation yes. for the history of the jazz scene here.
2: Uh, but people aren't acting but on it? But
3: people are not taking part in it anymore.
2: Let's go to Kelly in KC on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for hanging.
5: Hey, thank you so much for taking my call. You got it. I
3: think the day of
5: jazz is over. We know who Bob Seger is. We know old rock and rollers, but who's Duke Ellington? Come on. Pay a fee to go to see the jazz museum at the door and let it go. Let jazz be gone. Let it die slowly.
2: I don't think jazz fans like Rianne, who just was on the air, would appreciate that, though.
4: Well,
5: sometimes appreciation isn't all you need. It's the truth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, I appreciate the phone call, man. Uh, Thank you so much. We have to get to to Kara here in the newsroom. If you're a jazz fan, you don't want to hear Kelly say, just let jazz die.
3: Right. Right.
2: Because there probably are a ton of talented jazz musicians in this area.
3: Then keep jazz clubs that don't cost the city money Mm -hmm. and take back the half million a year and have the Jazz Museum be self-sustaining.
2: And scale back the the festival. For sure. And just do two days. Or a
3: day. A one really blockbuster great day. Look
2: at Rockfest. Look at Rockfest.
3: That also gives you a rain day. I don't know what Rockfest does in the event. Well, they just, I think they power through the rain. You just
2: power but through the rain. You
3: could make it on a Saturday and then say, if it rains and storms, we're going to do it on Sunday or we'll do it on Friday.
2: I just think if, it's, if, if, if you want to take a model example, look, rock music right now isn't a real funk. Mm-hmm. All right, There's not a ton of great new rock music, but Rockfest for 25 years has been able to figure out the, the formula right. and they get 50,000 freaking people there every year. Yeah, 98.1 KMBZ, Midday with Jamie and Wicket, Jamie Monticelli, Mike Wicket, Wrapping up our conversation with you, five seven six seven seven nine eight 7798 Jazz Museum in Kansas City keeps getting bailed out by the city. And is that wasteful spending?
3: Uh, so we've learned that there were apparently some financial problems after the big festival that happened this past May to the point that the stars learned that the museum still owes at least $150,000 to vendors after all of that, including they've got, oh, just under a dozen or so performers whose checks apparently bounced So they're at the point where they upped their credit line from $100,000 to $300,000. Also, uh, the city was forced to advance the museum $117,000 of its $500,000 annual appropriation to cover festival expenses. That's money they're going to have to pay back. The executive director says we perhaps overestimated the ticket sales for the festival, and then storms hit, and that diminished some of the attendance. They're working on it. They say they've got a plan to get through it, but the star is suggesting perhaps, well, not just perhaps, Future city sponsored jazz festival should be placed on hold until the current crisis is resolved. City should stop putting money into this.
2: Is it still a jazz town in Kansas City? Is there enough interest to to, to keep all of this afloat? They had that festival. Again, it's four days, Mm -hmm. including the jazzy brunch on Memorial Day. And that's 150 bucks if you buy the four-day pass?
3: Yeah, for sure what the city needs to say to them is that if you're going to keep the Jazz Festival, you got to figure out a way to make it solvent. Yeah. And so if that means you got to scale yeah. way back, scale way back, and, and threaten to pull its money if they don't. Um, but if you're interested in jazz, what keeps you from going to the festival? 576-7798.
2: Seven, 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 we have not talked to anyone yet
3: who, in, has, been. who has
2: been to the Jazz Fest. Correct. Uh, let's talk to Jim in Overland Park. Hey, Jim, thanks so much for hanging. You're on one KMBZ.
6: I've been hanging so long. I'm down to, I have to a half a tank of gas.
2: Hey, we appreciate that very much. What's on your mind?
6: Um, I think I is it Rianne, the previous caller, the uh, the girl that's still a student. Correct. She was right. She was right. On there is a lot of people who love jazz in this town. You've got the University of Missouri Conservatory of Music. I think what has happened in this town and what happened nationwide, every place. I worked for a company based out of New Orleans for 10 years, and I went to the jazz festival down in New Orleans. It was everywhere in New Orleans. It just didn't embrace downtown New Orleans or Bourbon Street. It embraced the suburbs, everything else. This is what Kansas City has had a problem its whole life. Because we have this little line called State Line where nobody wants to, oh, gosh, everybody's mad because the American Royal moved there. Rockfest moved to the Speedway. Well, guess what? We had something years ago where we did a tri-county tax. It was a bumbled thing because nobody thought it out rationally. But if you involve Overland Park, or let's just say counties, that'll make it easier for me and less time for you two. If you would involve Johnson County, Jackson County, Cass County, Buchanan, turn this into an event. Don't make it just a jazz fest. Embrace Rockfest. Have them do it all together. Have Major League Baseball, NFL. Embrace it as a month-long event. Involve sports jazz anything else and guess what it wouldn't cost the taxpayers anything
3: can i ask you something where should that what is the best location for that festival that would draw the biggest crowd
6: uh, just from my experience down in new orleans they would have it at a venue where the speedway would be one um you know I- the west bottoms if there's you know the old arena down there, I know that it's now owned by somebody else. But, you know, you could have an outdoor free concert down there and have the company that just bought it sponsor it. No taxpayer money involved.
2: Well, I mean, look, the the I, I don't think Rockfest is going to say, hey, bring on your Jazz Fest with us. I don't think the NFL, I don't think the Chiefs care enough. They don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great idea to get other large-scale organizations who have the ability to reach hundreds of thousands of other people, but I don't think they have to. This is on the Jazz Museum.
3: How do you know—I would argue, how do you know the museum's not already reaching out to other counties and not already reaching out to schools and and local bands and stuff like that to try to get more people?
2: I do agree that that's a good point, that— if you want to get more people to come down to your festival, you have to go reach more people. Absolutely. You can't get it done. And I don't know how the average Because, again, I didn't even know what happened on Memorial Day. I had no idea. But you can't be happy by just recruiting downtown Kansas City. You have to get the word out to every county around you.
3: Nationally. Why wouldn't you? It's a yeah. four-day festival. Why yeah. wouldn't you market that nationally? The problem is that marketing costs money. Yeah. And so how much do you want to spend to reach out to, you know, a six-state area or whatever to try to get more people here?
2: And is there going to be an audience for it? Right. That's, is there going to be an audience for jazz music today?
3: Will they come here for four days for you, a festival? Do you know the headliner was last year? I have no idea.
2: Brandy. Remember okay. the pop star from the
3: 90s? So what that says to me is that there's not, you're having a problem with the appeal of jazz, aren't you? If there's not if you're bringing in somebody like Brandy, it's telling me a couple of things. It means you're trying to go outside of your typical jazz audience to get other yep. other audience members there, and Brandy is a name that I guess they know enough. Now, I don't know who's going to see Brandy. I don't know what I'd, kind of appeal she I'd has i see anymore. Brandy,
2: but I'm not paying 50 bucks to go see Brandy.
3: Right. Um if if you have to go outside of jazz to get your headliner, To me, there's a problem with the genre.
2: The rest of the headliners, Lala Hathaway, Chick Corea Trio, The Hot Sardines, John Schofield, Olita Adams, Logan Richardson, and Bobby Watson. I'm sure all Mm -hmm. incredibly talented acts. I have no idea who they are. I I really have no idea who they are. And if you're trying to attract more people, Mm -hmm. I mean, again, I go back to Rianne. Rianne probably knows who every one of those people are. But I have no clue.
3: Anybody not going because of where it is. That's the... I mean, that's because that's what people are finally starting to admit a little bit that a lot of people admitted in the 10 o'clock hour that if you were to move it to a neighborhood where they feel safer.
2: Not 18th and Vine. And
3: I don't know. I'm not saying that maybe that perception is deserved. I don't know. But the perception is that the area is not safe. And so and, and we asked earlier about the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and somebody made a really good point. You go there during the day. That's why that thrives when perhaps the festival and, and the jazz museum does not. It's true. So does it need to move to a different part of town?
2: Five seven six seven seven nine eight. Let's talk to Matt. You're on ninety eight one KMBZ. Hi, Matt.
3: Hey guys,
5: how you doing? Hey. What's up, man? Um, uh, love your show, first hey, of all. Thank you. I um yeah, no, thank you. So I'm a I'm a jazz fan. Um after Matt, I was listening to Miles Davis last night and my wife came downstairs and was like, What the what is this? <laughs> <laughs> um Which is sad, but I mean, I can't name one radio station that plays jazz. Not that I would on yours, other than maybe public radio Mm -hmm. um, in an off hour or maybe on the weekend or something like that. Um, So when it comes to somebody like Brandy, which is a terrible draw, if you look at the New Orleans Jazz Festival, I think they had like the Roots and Beck and some of these uh, like some very big name brands um, or bands that that played there. Um, But jazz is treated more more as a heritage thing. And I think that's important, and I think that's what we're trying. I think we want this to be a jazz town. I think it used to be a jazz town. I think it's a part of our DNA. But it isn't, it's, it's not popular. It's, not, it's never been pop music. It's been this sort of, it was alternative before there was alternative. It was, it's like a basis for most musicians because it's very difficult to play. It's at a weird rhythm. Um, so there, there's a lot about it to love, but there's a lot about it that people don't love. And, but, but it really feeds into all these other um, genres. So I think that's important to maybe note. Um, and then one other thing in my ramble here, there used to be a Kansas City Blues and Jazz Festival. It was at Liberty Memorial. It's the only place I ever saw Bob Dylan, actually, and he was there and got on stage with B.B. King. Oh. Um, they used to have all these food vendors out. Like, I'd get street corn with my parents. And I remember going at least two or three times, and it was fantastic. But the last time I went was when Bob Dylan was there. And it was empty, and then it, it went away, much like the Spirit Fest used to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of a big deal, and you had some jazz and blues that was played at those kinds of venues. Um, but I have not heard of this latest one, and I kind of pay attention. So-
2: yeah, oh, it sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Hey, Matt, thanks, Matt, for your for your phone call. Well, I, I, I had never—I'm assuming that there are jazz festivals in a lot of different cities. For sure. Some of the headliners, by the way, this is even—this one's ridiculous, this New Orleans Jazz Fest. But they had Alabama Shakes, Maroon 5, and Usher. I mean, they were at the the jazz festival. And then Maroon they had a Maroon Five. They had a million other jazz artists, but the headliners: Maroon Five, Alabama Shakes. Uh, let's see here: Nas, Trey Anastasio band was there. Aaron Neville, Harry Connick. I mean, that's not jazz to me, but.
3: Some of the, I mean, Harry Connick Jr. could be considered jazz. But
2: the rest of the map yeah. is act after act after act after act. But I got to wonder if that one has been successful for so many years. Did it, did it get built into that mm-hmm. that thing? You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Does it need to be marketed as something other than a jazz festival? Is it is know. is it what you're calling it? Tom that Petty is, the problem?
2: is on this list. Tom Petty, Lord, on this list. Mm-hmm. I mean, I that, that's the question. Do you stick with a strictly jazz-oriented art, uh, lineup? Mm-hmm. Or do you break out like the New Orleans one did to get more butts in the seats and you've got Maroon 5 and you've got Lord and you've got Tom Petty?
3: Somebody suggested what I think is a good idea. Scale it back to one day and make it really successful as one day first.
2: Yeah, like Rockfest.
3: Then expand it. Just
2: like Rockfest. Then
3: if you've got the audience for it, because then the other thing, you could reduce your costs by containing it to one day. You could greatly cut back on what it's costing you.
2: Five seven six seven seven nine eight one forty three. 143 Coming up, we'll get a few more of your phone calls in. Lisa, get a stick right there. We'll get to you, Philip, as well. Plus, we have a keyword to cash coming up on the other side right here on 981 KMBZ. 981 KMBZ, midday with Jamie and Wickett, Jamie Monticelli, Mike Wickett. We got your keyword to cash coming up just before two o'clock. Your next chance to win $1,000. Be listening for the word. And then you'll text it into 72881. We'll also check in with Dana and Parks, who are coming up.
3: Wrapping up our conversation now, the editorial out of the Kansas City Star today says, Kansas City government cannot keep bailing out the American Jazz Museum. So the problem was their festival this past May, where the executive director said they overestimated ticket sales, then they had weather that was bad. And that led to some pretty serious problems when it came to money, to the point that the Star says they still owe at least $150,000 to vendor uh, vendors for that festival including performers whose checks have not been cashed because there's no money there. So we're asking you, is it still something that the city should be pouring money into? Or do we need to let go of the idea of this being such a jazz town? And a couple of people are asking the same question you and I had. Two texts in a row asked this. Why was jazz in the woods at Corporate Woods so successful just two weeks after the Kansas City Jazz Festival? next text overland park has held jazz in the woods at corporate woods for almost 30 years tens of thousands of fans attend the two evening festival with national headline acts all right what is the difference
2: 18th and vine is not overland park
3: is that the problem is it the location
2: i mean we've taken calls from people who are diehard jazz fans the Mm -hmm. last guy we had on i think his name was matt diehard jazz fans never heard of this festival
3: Did they go to Corporate Woods? Don't know. That's the next question. Don't know. What's the difference?
2: And also, is that too much? Are they too close?
3: Maybe. But the other one's first. But maybe they are too close together.
2: I mean, maybe people know to go to the one in Overland Park and Mm -hmm. don't know to go to the one In Kansas City, because, hey, I'm already going to go to that one, plus I'm going to be out of town for Memorial Day weekend.
3: But you know what? I'm a country music fan, and so I seek out festivals. Like, if you're a fan of something, don't you look for stuff, or don't you go to the same one every year? Yeah. I have a lot of friends that go to Rockfest every year. So aren't you going to—how do you not know, if you're a jazz fan, that the Kansas City Jazz Festival exists?
2: Is it that you know and you don't want to go to Eighteenth and Vine?
3: I think that's what people are afraid to admit.
2: Let's talk to Lisa in South Kansas City. You're on ninety-eight one KMBZ. Hi,
1: hi, Lisa. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Guys? Good. Okay, so I was going to say I frequent the jazz district. Okay, and I know that you guys mentioned, like I said, some people don't really know much about it. And um, like I said, to the screener, to me, I feel absolutely safe going down there. When I say absolutely. My aunt had her 70th birthday down there. I've had children down there at night, everything. Anything that's happened down there to me, just in my observation and opinion, it's been like outsiders, not people who frequent the restaurants, not people who frequent the shops, the stores, all that stuff. It's like outside people. Now you can't control anywhere. I do agree. Um, when you guys said it should probably have been one day, and the advertising thing is an issue also, but I believe the stigma of it being on 18th Street. And people thinking, well, it's on 18th Street, so therefore it's not safe. Granted, there are places in Kansas City I will not go to, but I will go to 18th and Vine. All right.
2: have, you, have you gone to the uh, – let me ask you this. Are you a jazz fan?
1: I am a jazz fan. I remember when it was one, um, 106.5, used to be 106.5, the city, and it was a jazz station. And then they about got bought out and became a country station. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree with that other call. There are no jazz stations anymore, so we don't get to get that um, – That vibe anymore? Kansas
2: City. Have you gone to the KC Jazz Fest? You go last year?
1: I did not go last year, but I will say that um, right now we are really working on budgeting and paying off our debt. Sure. Oh, I've been
2: doing. I hey, I just got married. I know all about that. (laughs) We're doing the same thing, Lisa. Appreciate
3: it. Let me say this about the radio stations. Wouldn't I mean? We know this from working in radio. Um, This town supports three country radio stations Mm -hmm. because there is an audience for it. Uh, Wouldn't there be? If there was an audience for jazz and there was money to be made off that audience, wouldn't there be a jazz radio station? Not the mainstream air? enough? Yeah, that's what I mean. If it
2: how many jazz radio stations are there in America as composed as compared to country music or right. talk or sports or rock?
3: I don't think it's that I, I don't think the genre is suffering because there's no radio. Mm-hmm. I think there's no radio because there's no fans. otherwise they they'd be making money off of it.
2: there There are fans, but there's not enough for a company like our mm-hmm. company, Intercom. To spend as much money as we do, you're not going to find enough advertisers to balance it out and make money on it. Not I mean, versus
3: the other genres, not against music, country, yeah, or rock, Mm-mm. or, or, or hip hop.
2: Thanks for the phone call, Lisa. Let's talk to Philip and KC on ninety eight KMBZ. Philip, hello. Hey, you're on Hi. the you're on the air, bud. What's up? Very good. Um, welcome to the
7: city that gave the world the bird. Kansas City's got a rich history in jazz. Uh, unfortunately, over time, there appears to be less interest. Uh, in jazz. We've got great history, but unfortunately, if you look at the market, there's not a good indication in in the clubs. There's only a handful or less that still exist to play
2: good quality jazz. And Are you a fan, Philip? I'm a big fan, sure. Do you go to these jazz festivals? Do you go to the Jazz Museum? No. I've gone to the Jazz Museum before, and mm-hmm.
7: I, I was there on opening night. I wonder why the city continues to subsidize a totally losing enterprise.
3: To why don't you way. go to the festival?
7: For one, I don't know about it. Ah,
3: right. How is that possible? That because that's a simple thing to that's fix. Not on you, Phil. No, that's not. No, I didn't mean that at you. That is, if that's the problem, that is an easy thing for them to fix. But that takes money. So well, is that the you're problem? In
7: media, you're, you're in media, and so am I. And the irony is, they don't spend money, and they don't have the right leadership, and you know, they certainly don't have the right bands. And it's underfunded, and it's frankly just, respectfully, it's a joke. If you're going to do it right. Spend the money, organize it, kill it for now, bring it back right. Think back when the Wiki brothers, this is, this is 20 years or 25 years ago, and the Spirit Festival was established. There was a lot of strategic moves. The, the business community was brought involved. There were sponsorships involved. You've got to have all these things working it together to be able to fund and attract. You've got to have headliners. Uh, let me cite a couple cities. Uh, New Orleans is great. Uh, Newport has a great jazz festival. The Kansas City artists are playing in Newport, okay? They should be, playing, they
2: should be playing here, and there needs to be better organization of it, and, and you're right about that. I, I think there there's could be some truth, and thank you for the, for the phone call. Obviously, well-educated on it. Big jazz fan. Didn't know there was a jazz festival. Yeah. Didn't know there even was That's a jazz. An
3: fest. Easy thing to fix, then. But I don't. I think there's more to it than that.
2: Uh, if you want to converse on this, it's on our Facebook page. It's on Twitter as well. We can get a chance to get you in. Apologies, but uh, go continue the conversation on social media. Dana and Parks are coming up next, and I'm sure Hello. Dana will have wonderful tales from the Bill Clinton Library. I have
8: yes. gifts for was, everyone. Was, was that, see that your first time hope? there? See my hope necklace. Says hope. Like I hope this current. Presidency in soon? <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. I don't, I when those were made, I bet that's not what it was about. Have you been? I have not.
3: I love it. I've been twice. I really like it's it. It's just yeah. cool. Where is his it? His limousine is
2: there. Little it's okay. in Little Rock. How um, far of a drive is that?
3: Six hours.
2: Oh, man. That's an Little investment.
3: Rock's at,
8: Little Rock's really nice town. It was lovely. We were in and out in Saturday, back home Sunday. Wow. But we really enjoyed it. The number one question, if you can guess, asked at the Bill Clinton Library is what? It's easy. Can you serve a third term? No. Um, By far. Volunteers said 95- Was she worth it? To five. The number one question (laughs) people (laughs) people ask, where's Bill? Oh. No, people don't want Hillary. People want Bill.
2: Yeah, we know that based on November 8th. We figured that out. Don't worry. Yeah,
8: I asked. I said, where is he? And the volunteers, they're all volunteers, said he comes in once a month. He has a fourth floor, enormous fourth floor studio apartment on top Mm -hmm. of the- Library. Baller. I bet he does. He comes in once a month. So I kept looking for him. I'm like, where is he? Never came? No, I no. never saw him.
2: So it'll be four hours of reviewing the Bill Clinton library. It would have been
8: memorable for him had I run into him. Let's just say that. Oh, because man, I would have man. made an absolute ass out of myself. So,
2: well, he would have been on national news oh, you know, totally. for getting arrested. Do
8: not make any sudden movements. Kansas
2: woman arrested in Arkansas. <laughs> <I bet. laughs>
8: No, it was a good time. And you know what? I am embarrassed to say I have never been to the Truman Library. Mm. Neither have I. Wow. And my husband, a treasure. my husband said to me, because we had so much fun at just looking at all the artifacts at the Clinton Library, we're going to do that the next time it's a rainy Saturday. Sure. So we're we're doing it. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. we're doing
2: well, it. well what do you know, doing he's today? buried out back mm-hmm. with Bess. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Didn't yeah. I know that? What, uh, what else are you guys talking about today?
7: A uh, restaurant says that parents with
2: children can only have one drink. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. And
2: Kara Markser is still
3: here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Two th- th- those... days away from due date, though. I mean, she's not there we're, yet. We're actually <sighs> thinking
2: about
8: sending her and Runabom for a lap around the building, see if we can't lodge <laughs> something loosey. <here>. <laughs> you don't think she's tried that
3: already? You don't think? Well, she's... do you know
8: what I suggested? We need to have somebody bring in castor oil because yep. I'm telling you, the old women swear. Kara. Are you hearing this? Castro, thumbs up. Oh God, no! Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> what if we give it to her and she goes into labor on the air? It would be so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, so on air labor,
2: that. just what she wants. <laughs> Is Will Starett on standby right now? Yes, Is that's that a happening? jam? <laughs> oh my gosh! Cool. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.